Hello and welcome to another episode of K-Botak, the podcast about Korean cinema and K-dramas. This week we'll be having a special episode all about somebody who's turned into easily one of my favorite actors. It's Lee Sung-min. Lee Sung-min, born in 1968, is known for supporting roles on film and telly, but has taken lead roles increasingly in recent years. And in fact, in 2022, I think he had an incredible year, this chap. Um, He has become one of my favourites and reliably provides these very considered, nuanced portrayals of men who are often troubled, bellicose, uh, weary... Um, even problematic, but with humour and humanity. And he can inject pathos into roles that are often quite cut and dry, like ambitious politicians, espionage agents and cops. For this episode, I'll be focusing on three excellent products uh, led by Lee Sung-min in the lead, uh, including Remember, a film from 2022, The Beast, a film from 2019, and his ongoing procedural Shadow Detective. I just wanted to mention as well that I've also enjoyed his supporting actor work in Howling, The Attorney, uh, The Unjust, Kundu, Age of the Rampant, uh, A Violent Prosecutor, um, Juvenile Justice, and the excellent uh, spy film The Spy Gone North. Uh, he was amazing as the lead in The Eighth Night. I very much enjoyed him in that as an axe-wielding monk. Um, and apparently he was amazing in Reborn Rich, but that series has very long episodes and everybody was angry with the ending. So um, still, uh, still haven't really got myself um, in the mood to, to jump into that considering ev- everything that happened at the end there. But... Um, yeah, I do still have uh, The Drug King and The Man Standing Next on my watch list, and those are films that he's in as well. Um, this guy is just very prolific and very, very good. He returns this March in the new film from the director of The Gangster, The Cop, and The Devil, um, The Devil's Deal, which is set in Busan in the 1980s and involves uh, corrupt politics, which looks absolutely terrific, right up my street. Um, so I'm hoping to see that soonish. First for this episode, Shadow Detective. So this is a Disney Plus streaming series, and while it's not on Netflix, it is in fact Studio Dragon behind this. You'll uh, know them for Sweet Home and many of the very successful Netflix K-dramas. It has had an eight-episode first run uh, in 2022, last year, with another run already planned. Lee Sung-min plays a character called Tekrok, an ageing and embittered gumshoe who is known for always getting his perp. Um, And then you also have a lot of reliable supporting actors. You'll 
not recognize the names of potentially but likely recognize um, as they kind of fill out the characters in the police station and around the town um, so Kim Hong Fa, Kim Tae Hoon, Yu Sung Mok, uh, Kim Min Jae uh, you've got Hyun Bong-shik as one of Tekrok's contacts, uh, Song Yung-chang as a local politician. These are all really familiar faces. Um, you see these guys in lots of kind of um, dramas and, and political films and thrillers and stuff like that and cop shows. Uh, it's a very blokey series, as many of these streaming ones are. Um, as I've mentioned on previous episodes, in terms of like who they're casting and the kind of uh, themes and topics that they're tackling... They seem more in line with Korean cinema than K-drama sometimes. This uh, could easily be um, just a very long uh, film with uh, Lee Sung-min in the lead. I, I can imagine that being uh, just the, the product. But I'm really glad that this is serialized and is a TV show because it's so, so good. So Tekrok is living a sort of quite bleak life in a tiny flat battling early onset Alzheimer's. Um, He's got uh, little sticky notes up around the flat uh, to remind himself to do things. Uh, Tekrok is separated from his family for reasons that become clear later on in some very moving, very effective flashbacks um, that really hit me like a truck. And I said on a recent episode, I'm not always massive on flashbacks. They're not giving you loads and loads of flashbacks with a young Tekrok played by um, another actor. It's uh, just very quick kind of 40 to 50 second um, flashes back to his earlier life when he was with his family. And they're very effectively deployed. Here in the present, he's about to retire. And he is then suddenly framed for the murder of his colleague, Um, which throws his life into turmoil, obviously. And he's then subsequently blackmailed by the real murderer, who is this mysterious caller who keeps calling him, taunting him, telling him to do things, and eventually begins forcing him to reopen old cases. Now, I started watching this for a few reasons. The trailer was amazing. Um, Obviously, Lee Sung-min being in it, and the premise of uh, a cop who's framed for murder as he's about to retire um, and he has to go and kind of dig into uh, into his old work. It's, it's all good stuff. It's not particularly uh, original or anything like that. But what really gives this so much, um, uh, so much impact and makes it really quite striking is that as the series goes on, the truth about several very badly handled cases that Tekrok was involved in, as well as municipal and police corruption, start to come to light. So this series sets you up with quite a classic bitter old cop on his last legs type trope, and then starts demolishing everything around him by throwing the integrity of the entire system he works for into question by what is coming to light from these old cases. The job that Lee Sung-min takes on and performs really admirably in is making Tekrok still as sympathetic and compelling as he is, despite the horrific decisions he has had to make in his past, when he has basically been put in situations where he has had to decide which compromise is the least damaging to the least number of lives. And even given that, I would say that most many times he has made the wrong decision and he has 
caused more pain um, because he has made the decision that is maybe more convenient for the police and uh, keeps life the most peaceful for them. And now through this show, you see the, the wages of that. You see what that actually means um, for ordinary people when the police are more interested in just keeping the peace for themselves on a superficial level, um, kind of sweeping things under the rug and, and living a quiet life than they are about actually delivering justice and finding out the truth about what has happened and protecting people. So it's very, very good. It has a lot of... Uh, a lot of kind of moral conundrums for you to think about and unpick. It's often quite gloomy. I thought this was going to be um, quite funny. There's a very humorous chase scene in the opening episode where uh, Lee Sung-min, an old cop, is chasing quite an old criminal down a road and um, they're talking on the phone as they're, as they're doing so and stuff like that. I thought it was going to be a little bit more Dad's Army um, than it turned out, but uh, instantly pivots away um, and uh, is is quite uh, quite dour most of the time, I would say, in its posture. It also has a lot of uh, plot points and twists to get through, lots of cliffhangers on the end of the episodes, um, including in the final episode, do be warned, it's set up for continuation, so you're not getting the whole story if you just watch um, eight episodes. But I thought this was a terrific procedural. If you like your, your cop shows, your detective shows, um, if you're into... Um, crime movies and, and cr crime TV then here's a really good one you know if you're looking for those kind of Korean crime uh, crime thrillers um, then uh, easy to recommend excellent work by Lee Sung-min uh, strong backstory to his character and, and really well integrated in, into this quite fanciful premise so I'm looking forward to getting more of this and um, yeah very uh, very happy with it so far next thing to cover is Remember one of my favourite films from last year, um, starring Lee Sung-min as Han Pilju, uh, Nam Joo-hyuk as Park Ingyu, who was in Kim Bok-ju, uh, Startup 2521, so um, pretty established lad in the world of K-drama, and Chung Man-sik as uh, Kang Yong-sik, who has been in many, many films in supporting roles, but notable in Asura, City of Madness, um, Beasts Glowing at Straws, Cafe Manandang. Um, he was also in Rampant. Uh, always like this guy, happy to see him crop up when he does. This was actually produced and written by Yoon Jong-bin, I just realised, who's the director of The Spy Gone North, of Nameless Gangster, Narco Saints, Kundu Age of the Rampant. So that's actually, to me, that's a more well-known name attached to this than the director, which is someone called Lee Il-hyung, who did do have a violent prosecutor, which I adored. Very, very good. Great story and some very funny moments as well. It was edited by, as in uh, Remember, was edited by Kim Sang-bum, who has edited many of the most renowned South Korean films, including most of the Park Chan-wook stuff. Uh, the DOP is Yu Yuk, who worked alongside Chung Chung-hoon on New World and Thirst. So you've actually got quite a team here to make this film. And uh, that shows this is made with immense professionalism and flair. So Korea was annexed by Japan and ruled as part of the Japanese Empire 1910 to 1945. And the Koreans were subjected to something called Japanization, which included the banning of Hangugo, 
teaching Japanese culture and history instead of Korean, and Korean families having to take Japanese names. This has been dramatized in several films, both in terms of the cultural trauma of foreign rule and the espionage that was ongoing as part of Korean resistance groups. So see The Age of Shadows and Assassination for um, the very kind of dramatized um, espionage thrillers, and also Malmo-e with Yu Hei-jin, for a story about how they tried to uh, preserve the Korean language and preserve Hangugo so that people could still use it. Um, and the fact that we still have this language is a miracle when you look into how it was repressed. Some Koreans, out of survival or simple uh, opportunism, helped the colonial regime, even to the uh, extent of betraying their countrymen. So that's some of the context for this. This is a remake of a 2015 A24 film starring Christopher Plummer, uh, also called Remember, about an elderly Holocaust survivor with dementia who sets out to assassinate an aged Nazi officer. In the Korean version, uh, Lee Sung-min, aged up to look about 80, is a frail old man working a fast food restaurant who gets his young colleague to drive him around, sort of like collateral, if you've seen that old film, while he takes out his kill list of other old guys who were conspirators of the Japanese under occupation. So it takes the simple but I think very good premise from the Christopher Plummer film and reskins it as an examination of the trauma suffered by Korea under the Japanese rather than your Holocaust survivor and Nazis. In his mission, Pilju pulls off a number of daring assassinations. Um, with one of his main weapons being the fact that he appears to be a befuddled old man, and therefore not a threat. He infiltrates hospitals, conferences, other public spaces, resulting in some fantastic social stealth sequences, and some quite bleak kills. Um, I mean, you're looking at one old man murder other equally elderly people. And the film kind of asks, when can you be forgiven for atrocities against humanity? And most of the time it answers its own question with never. Um, this guy is going and basically acting as an angel of death, delivering justice in no uncertain means um, to the people on his, uh, on his list. Pilju's sister had been taken as a comfort woman for the Japanese by the conspirators that he is now hunting. Adding an aspect of personal revenge and also glancing at the horror of this sexual slavery practice during World War II, which happened in Korea as well as China and the Philippines, and also right here in Singapore, which was under imperialist Japan between 1942 to 1945. I thought this film had all the makings of a great thriller anyway. The action is top-notch, the infiltration sequences are tense, the moral questions it raises are based on real-life tragedy. And it's another remake success for South Korea's film market, like Hard Hit, like Money Heist. Um, and it's elevated by a scintillating turn by Lee Sung-min, who is as grim, as tragic, as problematic and as nuanced as you could want for such a character. But again, makes every moment so human and, and very vulnerable, like when he's trying to turn on a motion sensor tap. Uh, in a conference bathroom and he just can't get it to work like you've seen old people do and uh, the detective turns around and, and turns it on for him and yeah lo lots of little moments like that uh, that 
just again show how good this this team is who made this film and um, what a good choice it was having this lead actor so excellent recommended and lastly uh, the beast speaking of remakes here is a remake of a film called 36 quiet de Orfev. it's also known as the 36 a 2004 french film directed by olivier machat this has Lee Sung Min as Han Su and Yoo Jae Myung as Min Tae. You've got the DOP of both Outlaw films, um, Outlaws films rather, Ju Sung Lim, and a veteran editor Shin Min Kyung on this. And it's a movie about two hard-bitten detectives trying to outdo one another as they pursue a brutal murderer. In the course of this contest, one of them will lose everything. And this really is touching on your classic formula for South Korean cinema. South Korean movies these days aren't always as unremittingly bleak as the likes of Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, I Saw the Devil, etc. Maybe there's been a slight softening of the thriller-making recipe, and the box office taste for locally made thrillers and action flicks means there's sometimes a bit more light at the end of the tunnel. This, however, is one of the unhappiest movies I've ever seen. It's pure misery, and it has some very disturbing content, so be warned. It's not uh, a good hang. It's not a happy time. But it also has some tight, tense plotting to rival a movie like The Unjust. It's as angry as Asura City of Madness, and it's held down by a once again commanding Lee Sung-min, who shows us a man with every muscle drawn taut. His mind is just a, a lightless place, a place of punishment and pain, with a final furious scene that recalls some of Choi Min-sik's greatest moments. I can't promise you much fun watching this film, but for the impact of Lee Sing-min as an actor at full power and what he can do as a lead actor, I think it's just totally undeniable. And I know there's a lot of people out there who, who are looking for this kind of really... Um, hardcore, quite bleak uh, thriller and uh, and murder mystery. So here it is. This this is a great one that just doesn't get talked about. I only noticed it, I think, because it was on View, um, which is one of the uh, the streaming services that we get uh, over here in Singapore. Like it's it's from 2019. It's from the year of Parasite. There was a lot of other movies out that year in South Korea, but um, don't don't sleep on this one. If it sounds like your sort of thing, it's very good. Yeah, that's a bit of a special on Lee Sung-min. I have immense respect for this actor, and I'm always happy to see um, somebody who's clearly so talented and so capable having this kind of late summer and very fruitful season later on in their career. Because this guy isn't old yet, really. He's been aged up for a couple of roles, um, and he seems happy to play uh, old dudes. Uh, but uh, he's got years uh, ahead of him, Touchwood, and, and hopefully to uh, to play lots of different characters. And it's so good seeing him now take on all of these lead roles and appear on the posters and um, get to to carry these films. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. And uh, I think if you're looking for more Korean actors to to follow and and to get into their work, then uh, yeah, th- this guy's amazing. You can also check out episodes of this podcast on Juvenile Justice, where he was a standout, absolute standout character, stole um, many, many scenes, um, and The Eighth Night, 
um, which uh, the aforementioned. Um, so yeah, Lee Sung Min, he's uh, one of the best out there doing it right now. There's lots of other episodes of this podcast that you can listen to about uh, different actors with specials on Lee Chung Jae, uh, John Jong So, uh, Ma Dong Sok, as well as just about different films, um, dramas, TV series, be they kind of on various networks or uh, on Netflix, Disney Plus. Do have a browse and I hope you enjoy what you hear. The idea of um, these podcast episodes is to make them a little bit uh, timeless. There's hopefully not too much on them to date them. So um, I ho- hope uh, you'll enjoy having a click around and listening to the, the different view- reviews I've put up there. Meanwhile, you can get in touch with the podcast at uh, kdramapod at gmail.com. That's K-D-R-A-M-A-P-O-D at gmail.com. Uh, tweet me at, uh, at kbotakpod. That's at K-B-O-T-A-K-P-O-D. Would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Cheers.